Hello folks, welcome along to today's edition of the Left Wing Back Podcast in association with our kind partners, Detail Men's or Carlo, Horton Motors, Murray's Bar Ballon Murphy, PFT Travel, Railwheel Unlimited and Earth Spaz. We are of course seeking new partners as well, we want to try and finance our resources for the year ahead, so if you are interested in coming on board as a partner, it is a very competitive rate indeed. You can hit us up on our socials at the Left Wing Back, we're on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter or X as it's now very unpopularly known or email us at leftwingbackpodcast at gmail.com so thanks to our partners who are with us for the foreseeable future on today's programme we have a cracking interview with the new Carlos Senior Hurling Captain Kevin MacDonald Kevin chats to us about a wide range of things on the agenda obviously the captaincy being one Carlo Hurler's fortunes this year what is their priorities uh, underage success from Mullins to Rangers of course winning four minor hurling titles in a row the ding dong battles with St Mullins his dad being a St Mullins man um, that dynamic on county final day just a whole host of, of different things so sit back relax and enjoy and of course if you are enjoying the podcast please do leave us a rating on Spotify and on Apple so on today's programme we're joined by the new Carlo Hurling captain Mr Kevin MacDonald of Mullins to Rangers Kevin you're very welcome to the show how's things boss? Oh, good, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. Like uh, like Jack said last week, it's nice to actually get on the programme now after been listening to Joe Nolan and Stephen Bambrick for the last while. It's nice to get on myself now as well. Yeah, an exercise right to reply for a bit of abuse, probably not out between the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're kind enough to you though most of the time, Mac. Ah, no, you yeah. seem to be nice enough so far. A few, few mentions of hurling, a few mentions of football, so tick, ticking a few of the boxes for us anyway. Yeah, you got our hurler of the year last year, actually. I did. Uh, happy, happy enough with it, yeah. Um, I know, I'm getting, getting good reviews from yourself and the boys, so I won't complain now at all. Yeah, yeah. And we all know when it comes to the awards that the left-wing back order of the year is the most prestigious, Kev, don't we? <laughs> the main one for the mantelpiece. <laughs> good man. Well, listen, look, there's lots of good stuff happening because, um, all joking aside, you've been nominated for the Nationalist um, Award for Hurling as well, I believe. Uh, you've just been announced as the Carlos Senior Hurling Captain. I mean, it's all happening. It's all good stuff there at the minute. It is fairly. It's fairly hectic time. It's all, it's all coming at the one time, I suppose. Like yeah, you might have some people in school today congratulating you, and you don't know whether they're talking about captaincy or the nationalist award. So you're kind of just trying to, for both of them, you're trying to play it off either way. But like, uh, no, it's it's all going very well at the moment. So long may it last. Yeah. Oh, what type of captain do you envisage yourself being? Because I suppose maybe maybe it's 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 probably a fault on our side that we haven't actually spoke to you much after the game or had you on the show or whatever like that. We always kind of struck me as the type of lad that would do the talking on the field. But how do you think you'll handle captaincy? What will what type of captain will you be? Yeah, it's probably the case when, when you were doing the interviews, I kinda of tend to take a little bit of a detour. So I don't I don't I don't cross paths with you on the way to the dressing room. Um, so not that no, scary. <laughs> and that's it's not the case I'm going to go in and start all of a sudden coming up with all these big speeches before trains or before games or anything like you said most of the talking to do is just trying to be on the pitch and being organised and hurling away on the pitch is not going to change too much now for my game at all yeah but sure look there's different ways you can lead too I mean you know you can lead by your preparation you can lead by example on the field and how you're performing and maybe in a sense like that it's that type of thing that the boys gave you the nod for like you know yeah, exactly. It's like it's, a lot of it is. It's not just what you do on the pitch or you know, the talking beforehand. It's the whole the whole week as a whole, like your your preparation, your recovery, the extra work you're putting in. And like, although it doesn't feel like one of the older lads on the team, I'm slowly starting to become one of the older lads on the team with the, f- the fresher lads that are coming in. You you notice even the dressing room, 
you normally have a little spot if you're a new lad coming in you go in, you go to one side and you slowly work your way around i'm slowly getting shoved down my spot now by the younger lads so it's all it's all coming full cycle now yeah and if you go in there and start trying to be someone else other than yourself i mean you're going to <laughs> you're going to be found out fairly quickly like aren't you real. Asher, look at, at this stage i've been in there so long i'm not going to change my character now just because just because the title of being captain like it's the same for for james Isle, he's vice captain this year like the two of us are going to stay being the same and keep doing what we're doing like it's not going to change anything at all hmm. how long are you actually in there now okay it must be jeez it must be heading for a decade is it um it's not far off i've been there since fifth year of school so it's the case uh the rangers would have won their all or got the all in final in 2013 i joined the ranger senior panel in 2014 so i would have been on the county panel then in 2015 so pushing on nine years now yeah geez, that's mad and i suppose maybe getting called up was off the back of um you got three or four goals in the semi-final of a club semi um championship against uh michael wasn't it i did that would that would have been my last year of minor so and uh, actually after that year so, so that semi-final did me good anyway so I, I got back in the next year then under um under Pat English, he, he was the first manager I had with the with the county, and then for, since then, obviously, we've had Colin Bonner and we have Tom Mullally now at the moment. Yeah, and I suppose in around that time, one of the Rangers were on a bit of a, I suppose, a crest of a wave nearly at all levels and a series of minor championships for one. I'm just trying to think how many out of that sequence that were you involved in? Yeah, uh, so I was involved, involved in the four. So the first one would have been obviously Dear McBurn's age, we'll say. So I was the youngest one on that team. Um, we would have 14 won. or 15. Yeah. yeah. You're only 14 or 15, weren't you? No. Like? Fifteen, my first year playing minor, yeah. So, um, I managed to get the four minor titles. I think we got one more after that, then, and then I think Ballin Kill might have pipped us to get the to get the sixth one in a row. But we got we got four or five in a row, anyway, and I got four myself. That's fairly sweet, and I don't think there was too many out of you that did that. Well, maybe there was a couple, I suppose, but like it was a it was a serious accolade nonetheless, and not many people have done it like. No, not too many at all. Like, it was only there's only three lads will say my age. I myself, Dean Gren, and Shane, Shane O'Neill would have been the main lads for for my age. Chris Nolan's age would have had a few more, so they would have won the four as well. Like so, there's a there's a good number of in the in the club, but like you said, not too many people around the the county or around the country would have it. Yeah, and it was bringing those lads into the senior ranks. Um, wasn't playing Saint because while you're doing great stuff at minor, Saint Mullins were on the crest of a wave on the senior. I suppose front at that particular stage, they didn't retreat in a row, and then you've been having ding dong battles with them, haven't you? Since, like in fairness, yeah, like I said, I, I would have joined after the Rangers got to the All Ireland, so it was the case for three years in a row. Rangers didn't win the county title, so I was wondering, you know, at the time you're thinking coming in from minor, you know, it's just going to fall into the same routine. The rest of them are getting, they're going to win county titles every single year. So those three years, there were a long three years at the time. You know, some clubs might go a lot longer than that, but for us, that was a long time, and we're back in the swing of things now. It's the case ourselves and Sam Mullins have been battling over the last few years. But like you said on podcast before, there's nothing between the rest of the teams. Like there's there's only a poke of the ball between ourselves and Michael this year. Could be ourselves and Ballin Killen the year before. Sam Mullins and Ballin Killen always have battles as well. It is a very tough competition. It's not just the two clubs like that are competing. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and the one thing, I don't know if it's been consolidated or, or confirmed just yet, but there was talks of uh, a bit of a rejig on the, the club structure front, which, you know, I've a particular beamy bonnet about. I don't quite know if it has changed. Um, but while I have you here, sir, look, let's uh, let's go and uh, massage my bloody feckin', whatever you want to call it, my uh, my outburst on this particular issue. Where are you at with the with the structure of it? Do you, do you look at it and think to yourself, well, do you know what? There's not a whole lot they can do with it. Or do you look at it and think, I'd love to be going hell for letter from game one and having a little bit to, 
you know, to, I suppose, have in terms of what we can play for and a bit of excitement and a buzz and going to the semi-final or a final, whichever the case may be, haven't really earned it. Because, I mean, you can pick and choose games, let's be honest about it. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one. Like, I know, I think la- last year was two semi-finals. Was there a year or two ago where they went with first team got to the final or there was... Maybe, yeah, okay. when there was only the four teams, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, so it could have been on that. final, so you kind of have a bit more of an incentive, kind of like the league this year with the county. Like, you're trying to you're trying to finish top so that you have a week off and don't have to play a semi-final. That gives you a bit of an incentive. But, like, it is hard with the, with the small amount of clubs that we have in Carlo. Like, it's over the next few years, you'd hope that, you know, other teams kind of push on again, like Nate Breed getting back up there, Burn Rangers winning a minor last year. Like, there is clubs that are coming back up, so hopefully they kind of follow through with the senior now and just increase the numbers and make all that more more competition for it. Yeah. Um, so I suppose when you look at what you've just mentioned, and I think we can't mention Bourne Rangers, don't mention Larkin Island, the progress that maybe that he's made over the past couple of years, and what repercussions that might have for their underage setup and you know maybe trying to get up through the grades and and different things like i do think we're making progress on on the club scene i suppose we saw what 11 20 goal did last year and i know it was at the expense of of your own <laughs> club on the day or whatever but um you see the strides they're making and even that grade if you look at the the, the standard of the grades i think it has mm-hmm. come on an awful lot like you would have played i don't know if you played junior but definitely intermediate and when I was playing at the, the intermediate and junior grades or whatever, so Jesus, it was it was borderline murder at times. There wasn't any great level of skill. You might have had a couple of skillful hurlers and you know, and they'd stand out a mile. But now the standard is really good, um, which is I suppose indicative of where we're at, isn't it? Yeah, like as in I, I wouldn't have seen many of the junior games this year, but I did see Calavan like in the final, like they gave they gave Rangers a great game. Like everybody after that game was raving about how, how well Calavan did play, like and the standard of hurlers that they do have is not just the case. You know, they won a junior title and that was it. They were actually, you know, great praise for the lads around the pitch and how good they were. Um, same for the intermediate, like St. Mullins won it this year and rightly so. I know, again, it was at Rangers' expense, but uh, it is at a great standard. Like, and it's not just the senior competitions, the other competitions are going well too. Hmm. The way you hurled in that senior final, now that we've kind of kind of organically gone into the club <laughs> stuff, but the way, the way you played in the senior final, it was... I was unbelievable. And I mean, I know a couple of years back when you played St. Mullins, it was a 21. That was a pretty impressive performance also. Um, you have a knack of kind of turning up and upsetting one another on, on those sort of days. But uh, I mean, you must have been very, very pleased with how that ended up, obviously. How we were, like we knew we knew ourselves this year that was going to be a massive battle for the club, like especially since how well the county was going this year, getting to the Joe Mac final and all that. Like St. Mullins had lads that were just at the peak of their, their form, like coming into the club championship. So we, we knew straight away from Rangers that Normally, we might kind of think in our heads, you know, we have the better hurdlers, whereas this year, St. Mons were coming in in complete form. So we were just trying to work on it week by week, game by game. And it was just the case that everything kind of clicked for us in that final with intensity and just the scores that we lads were getting and the hooks and the blocks, like from the likes of John Nolan and them. Like it, it all did just click on the day for us and thankfully we got the title back. Yeah. Um, and then I suppose the disappointment when, when you see what all Auckland Gales kind of went on to do getting to an all-around club final. Like I, I genuinely would be of the view that if Rangers played O'Loughlin Gales or St. Mullins for that matter, ten times, that I would fancy uh, the Carlos side to near enough break even in that particular battle. And it just didn't seem to quite click on the day. I mean, people use this whole thing of um the the gap, right? Bally Gunner had a whole of a gap and they got to the semi final. So yeah. I know you're not one to make excuses personally, but would you have a reason for why maybe it didn't click on the day, do you think? 
No, it's it's something like there's just question marks over. Like I wouldn't read into the gap at all personally. I feel like we we would have trained hard throughout that gap. We would have been playing football to keep us fit. We would have been training away then doing hurling, playing practice games against uh, people who are after or teams that are after winning county titles around the country. Like there was no shortage of games. It was just it seems to be the case on the day we were kind of that bit flat. Things weren't working. We were hitting. I think we hit four scores out of 18 chances in the first half. Like So that kind of just shows we weren't at the races that day. And it kind of it came back to, to bite us there in the second half. We got back into the game. And it's just they kind of crept away then. Just isn't enough to, to get the win, which like they've been doing that all year. They've been winning games by a point or two from the quarterfinals in Kilkenny stage. Like, and they went all the way to the final. They were just narrowly pipped at the end and again. Yeah, like, I think our car club winners can hold you know, hold their own with anyone. It's it's a really, really good thing to see and Rangers have been largely responsible for that. They set the standards. St. Mullins came, reached their provincial final and, you know, you can see what can happen once you get with Carlo. There's there's nobody there to be to be feared and you're largely responsible. You've mentioned football there and I don't find any club more infuriating than Rangers when it comes to football when you see the depth of talent that you have. But you make no bones about what your preferred code is. Why do you think it just hasn't quite clicked and you haven't at least got to a football final? Because you have all... The raw material is there to actually win a championship. I'd say it kind of is that last thing that you said. I'd say it is just that we have the raw materials at the moment and we just don't have that fine tuning that other clubs might have from an underage point of view. Like Rangers at the moment, they have great football underage, whereas I know when I was going up to the ranks, like football was kind of pushed aside. Everybody did play the football. It was just the case you you weren't kind of taught as well football wise as you were with hurling. Whereas like club teams like PAL or Aero that are football orientated. They just have that kind of, they have the understanding as to how to play football, when to kick the ball, when not to kick the ball. Our lads were so used to hurling, you might be able to score a shot from 65 yards out at the sideline, whereas football then, you think, you know, you have a bit of space, I'm going to have a crack at this, and it just doesn't work out. We might we, do, we just don't have that patience in the football yet, but we're slowly getting there. But there's a nice kind of um, natural feel to how you actually play the game and you've got some really good footballers like this is this is the mad thing about it and you look at Chris there he can kick off both feet Fikre yourself Jesus man like I mean it's nearly enough the same conversation we have the whole time a lot of our best footballers are our best hurlers and stuff but uh, I mean you certainly have you certainly have what it takes I, I I do believe that you will knock down the door at some particular stage but would you think as long as it's never going to be a priority that you might be <laughs> you might be struggling to do so <laughs> Like, yeah, you, you, you will struggle a small bit. I know, like, this year, our main focus was, you know, we, we had the hurling, so we were kind of, you're just tipping away the football. You were still contesting, like, we got as far as playing against Airog and today went on then to win the county title, like, so you were beaten by the team who won the, the county championship in the end. The year before that, we had, like you would say, a B in our bonnet. We were after losing against Bagnestown in the hurling semi-final. Everybody wanted to salvage something from the year, like, so there was a massive emphasis on, you know, trying to just get something out of the football, so we had some kind of silverware or something to look back on the year and be proud of like because that was a disappointing year overall for us but yeah it's, it's hard to know over time i think we will get closer and closer and um, it'll be interesting to see how long it does take yeah and like while we're on the topic of football it's a similar question that i asked jack mccullough last week did mr crew get in touch at any stage and what did that conversation go like um, no, I never got a phone call from him. I got a phone call from someone from around Bratville, all right. They were, they were involved in Selector there two years ago. And the phone call was more or less, you know, letting me know about the football. But he kept he kept saying on the phone that he knew the answer what it was going to be. So it was never really, will you come in, yes or no? He kind of knew the answer was going to be no either way. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, there's a certain amount of people out there in life that can convince people 
but I would say it's extremely difficult to convince someone who has the capability to play both from a Leicester Rangers to actually side with the football. Like, it's just not something we've seen. And, like, the day of the dual player, sadly, is gone. I know Federer tried it there one year, but he, he knew himself, look, he, he couldn't he couldn't stay going at both. But, uh, I mean, it is kind of sad in a sense, like, but um, I don't know. Even if, at this stage, if, if it was a case that you're finished with the hurling whenever that time comes and you have a lot of years ahead of you, do you reckon you could see yourself giving it a year at some point? I don't know. I don't. I, like I said, I don't think I have the patience in me just yet to be a footballer. Like, just you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't mind. I don't mind the long running and all that. But as regards holding onto the ball, I like to just have the hurling ball in my hand for two or three seconds and get rid of it as quick as possible and send it inside. And um, don't know personally whether the football does suit, suit me as well as the hurling. So I'd imagine I'll be sticking with it for as long as the legs or the body allows me to. Yeah, but in both calls, you're actually extremely calm on the ball, Kev. Like it doesn't. You know, you never you never panic and you seem quite measured and calm as a person. Would I be accurate in kind of suggesting that? Or do you deviate anyway before a game yourself? No, I'd be calm enough going into the game and all that. Yeah, sometimes it could be a little bit too calm on the ball and you try to do things you're you're not supposed to do with it, but sure, that's all part of it too. Yeah, and in terms of like where you've played down through the years, like I'm sure you've probably played in the goal too, but I would say with Rangers, you've played everywhere from corner back up to corner forward. The versatility is, is crazy, like. Yeah, after I have, I played. I played in every position. I'd say the only position I haven't played in is fullback. And I know, I'd say under fourteen at one stage, I played Darrell Tobin a fullback in a failing match. Just when we were beating the team by a good score, we kind of stopped the forwards with the backs. Other than that, I've, n- I've never been in the fullback position. But have I have been all, in all the rest of them? So I have, yeah. Yeah, and uh, do you have a preference, um, Kev, at all? No, kind of happy enough now where I am at the moment in the half back line. Like you kind of. You get to play everything that's in front of you, whereas when you're in the forwards, you kind of have to go chasing that bit more to kind of find the ball, whereas the half-back line, the ball kind of lands on you the whole time, so you get to do a lot of hurling. Um, but no, I'm happy enough now. I feel like I'm at home at six or in the half-back line in general, so long, long may that last. Yeah, look, it's as we know, it's a skills game, right? And you've uh, a fair skill set, it has to be said. And one of the things that stood out for us was the, the free, I suppose, in Crow Park last year against Offaly when you just stood over the ball. I mean, it was miles out and it's just pure technique. Um, for any younger listener, I suppose, that's out there, that that doesn't come overnight. I mean, you're out practicing from the time you're knee high to a grasshopper and you develop that technique. That's what it is. Is it? Or am I getting this completely wrong? I know. It would have been the case, like, sure, when I was underage for, for my own age group or an age or two above us. Would have been the case. I would have been the free taker, whether it was a long range free or a short free. Like so, as you are younger, you're going to play a lot of time. You're going to be practicing. It could be the day before a game, or it could be the week before a game. You're going to take or money free though over in the pitch. As you get older, you kind of you know you're you're putting emphasis on other things, whether it's running or gym work and all that. And you do still have a lot of that kind of core memory kind of learned off as to how to take the freeze, but you still put that bit of time into it as well. The fact mm-hmm. that I'm on long range freeze now, you wouldn't be practicing them as much as the the closer ones because. You're not going to get get to take as many in the game, but yeah, some of the long range ones you're just trying to put everything into it, but you're not trying to hit too much power and then you lose your direction as such. Speaking of skills and stuff, right? Um, your old boy was a fair operator too. And what I meant to ask, or what I should have asked when we were talking about club stuff, was whenever those county final days come around, it's such a paradox for him given what his club is, right? I mean, what sort of dynamic is going on there in the household? Ah, uh, sure, it's, it's it's kind of tame enough, I suppose, compared to what would have been in recent years, like I said. When I was in, in 2013, he would have been over St. Mullins at the time. And it was the right, case. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't actually, on, I wasn't eligible to play senior, so there was no kind of conflict there as such. But then the, the year after, then he, he stepped away. And then St. Mullins went on, then obviously to win 
two or three in a row, whatever it was. Um, but yeah, he's obviously looking for the, the best, the best to get me to get the best out of myself. Like, and you know, if there's no real controversy as regards the St. Mullins and Rangers. And then at the same time, like when St. Mullins went on and got to got that run playing against Ferns and getting to the Leinster Leinster finals, well, like there's full support then for them when they when they go on and represent Carlo too. Yeah, how upset is he if St. Mullins do get the better Rangers in the county final? <laughs> I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't want. To, I don't want to have to find out after for a little while either. Hopefully, we keep winning them. <laughs> well, look. Uh, just a few quick questions on the intercounty stuff again before we finish up. You've been very good with your time. Great chat. But um, you know, we've mentioned you're going in as captain. Carlo got off to a great start at the time of recording. You've just gone and you know and defeated Kerry down in Shirley, which uh, you know is not an easy thing to do. So mm-hmm. you know. Where where do you see Carlos year going? I mean, there's a lot of optimism around the Kev, right? We're going to have big, big Leinster Championship games, big guns coming to Carlo. And at the same time, you're trying to get a lot of hard work done, I'd imagine, and probably get on fairly well in the league. Where are the actual priorities and how do you go about hitting all those things at the right time that you want to hit? Well, I'd say for us, like there, there is a good gap between the league and the championship. Like, so the main focus for us is to get on very well in the league this year. Whereas last year, like we kind of would have been using the league as a stepping stone, you know, to make sure we're right for championship. Whether it was testing out lads or getting the fitness and that right, we wanted to peak for the John McDonough, and that kind of it worked out in the end. Like we got we got the silverware for it. Whereas this year, we're trying to make sure that you know we're peaking for the league. We all want to get up to Division One next year. There's um, two two teams going up for our, from our division. To division one next year so if we can get either to that top position or second position like you're going to get to play division one hurling next year which is a great incentive hmm. uh, for the championship like you said like you're playing against the biggest teams or traveling away to salt hill in the very first round like that's going to be a, a, a massive test like what's going to be a great experience too and you're going to have great supporters following you around the country for that and um, the next three games in our home like with dublin kenny and wexford and the last one then sure it's going to do or die realistically against antrim away so that's going to be a massive battle that's kind of the main one it's a, a lot of people around the county are kind of talking about most that Antrim versus Carlo at the very end so we'll see what happens in between yeah those types of games that you just listed out there right before those I mean is that that has to be the greatest honor and privilege in in your career when you get to not not for you personally but when you get to play those types of games I suppose consistently and when you go to to play those I'd imagine there's an acceptance of that particular thing that you're going to do your best right these are serious opportunities and this is pretty much what i've forced me bollocks for to to go and enjoy um would, would that be accurate yeah it would like in, fa- in fairness like the carol teams or even club teams throughout the years like when you are playing against the biggest teams you nearly you do stand up and you do start playing that that bit better like so what's going away to galway like it's going to be a massive test but i feel like lads are going to relish it and they're going to embrace that as much as possible and give absolutely everything to make sure we're getting as close as close as we did a few years ago. Try to push on if we can, like against all those teams. Like we played against them in 2019 in the league, we'll say, and we bet them in Carlow at the time. And um, we went on and played them in Championship. I think we might have only lost by six or seven points away to Galway, like which wasn't much at all. I think they were the reigning All Ireland finalists or All Ireland All Ireland champions at the time. So like, there, there's great battles to be had, and yeah, we are extremely looking forward to playing against those big teams. Yeah, and a result as we've seen from what Westmead did last year is now quite achievable and there was a time whenever things like that ha- were happening that it was a case of well the top teams are actually regressing a little bit and you know they're not quite on it but there's often very little credit given to the underdog who's actually hurled 
above and beyond themselves and in many respects are competitive in most of the games and then when they do get the result people are like geez where, where did that come from but like i i do think it there's a bit of a disservice done to we'll say the likes of carlo or whatever it is whether he was a Westmead or an antrim or something like that when they come so close or when they've actually got a result you know the performance that has been put in is of the standard where you've actually just gone and won the game but i, yeah. I feel sometimes it's more so about well how did the big team lose as opposed to jesus you know they did fairly well to actually win that game and they performed really well. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's the same thing with like Meath and Kildare at the weekend. Like not many, not many people were giving Meath a chance against Kildare last weekend. Whereas like they rightly so went out and won by three points against Kildare. And some people might be saying, oh, Kildare didn't play very well. But like Meath, Meath went out there, they had the performance, they had the desire to get that win. Like and it's the same last year like, with West Meath versus Wexford. Like very same thing. They were dead and buried and they came back into the game like with Niall Mitchell getting those goals. As a pity they didn't get the reward for that then because they played against Antrim the following week. They lost out against Antrim and they still managed to go down. Like it's it's hard even even when you get those big wins, like you said, you don't get the reward that you do deserve then. Yeah. So it is me, of course, this weekend in Netwatch Golden Park. And uh, if anything is going to sharpen you, it's literally what you just said. You know, um you can't you can't be complacent. No, absolutely not. Like it's you see some interviews over the weekend, whether it's to Chris or the Mouse, and they're kind of people saying that we're favourites. Favourites doesn't mean anything. Like you seen that with Kildare last week, they were obviously favourites against me. You see that coming with the same attitude, like in the same the same desire to get that win and perform. So it doesn't matter who we're playing in the league. We're going to we're going to prepare the same and look forward to the battle. Very last question, Kev. Very last question. You've been really really good with your time. What is it about Malali and Christie that you know you look at their record, what they've done as a duo? Um, you look at the criticism that they actually received during the league last year in the earlier parts for wheeling the axe, right? For disciplining lads, and Carlo took some serious hidings because of that. There was probably a lot of people saying, Well, Lally, out at that particular point, but you look at his record and then what they went on to achieve. How, how did he, how would you go about keeping a dressing room in that sort of environment? And why are those two guys, um, so standoutish and so special? How they achieved so much as a, as a duo, I suppose. Yeah, well, sure. Look, the records speak for themselves. Like they've been involved in numerous clubs. I won't even try to list them out. All over, all over the country around the southeast. Like they've they've won county titles. They've won all Ireland intermediate titles, Leinster intermediate titles, Leinster club titles. Like they, they have done it all at this stage. Um, like I said, when they were starting out, yes, they were trying to make a change in Carlo Harden. Like they were trying to make lads see that it is an honour and it is a privilege to be playing for Carlo. Like and you have to put in the work if you want to get the rewards out of it and it's the case i'm not sure how many years he is here now at this stage like but he is starting to get the reward and he is starting to see players completely buying into that um might have suffered a small bit at the time or even the case last year people critiquing us for the league but there was a plan in place it was the case that we wanted to push on then for the championship and make sure we got the john mcdonough title and it worked in the end so whatever he's doing is working so far anyway so hopefully he has another few tricks up his sleeve it's very sweet whenever you take that approach and you're feeling a team that doesn't have your best players but people still have the patience to back what you're doing and in the end you actually hit the ultimate goal I mean as someone that is involved in a team or has been involved in teams in the past that's just like that's everything you want to do and you want to have the backing to do so as well it does help of course when you win but I mean they do it for a reason and they did do it for a reason and uh, sure it must have been as, as sweet as anything whenever you achieved that then last year Oh, like there's no, there's like lads that say there's no, there's no, been no other day like that since like that, that All Ireland final win and it was just unbelievable. And it's the case, it was even a strange one because I had, I had come off in extra time, like I started cramping up, I couldn't give any more lads coming in then, just watching the lads finish off the job, lads that came off the bench, like 
Uh, you know, Niall Bulger came on for me and he got, got his touches, like he set up different plays. And it was just a case they got the job done on the pitch and we all reaped rewards in from that. Yeah, I actually had forgotten that um, that, that happened, to be honest <laughs> with you. So you were, there, you were there looking at all this unfolding, like, yeah. The legs, the legs were cramping up big time. I couldn't, I couldn't stay on. They started cramping in the in the second half, and then when it was extra time, it was just a matter of trying to stay going for as long as possible. And eventually, I had to, I had to step aside and let somebody else come in and finish off the job. Must have killed you more being where you were. It Not being able to do anything about it, like it did. But sure, look, I, I was, I was happy. The ball, like like McCullough said, the ball landed at Chris from 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 Dearmer Burn and got the, got the score, and the rest is history. That's it, and now it's uh, onwards and upwards as you okay. Well, you kept you, I was supposed to be 10 or 15 minutes, and now look at us 27. We'll leave it at that. The very best look this weekend, and thanks a million for having a chat with us. All right, thanks a million, Kevin. Thank you very much, and thanks again indeed to Kevin McDonald for joining us on today's program. Carlo, of course, taken on Mead in the Allianz National Hurling League on Sunday. We'll be there with a report from that one, and we might catch an interview or two after the game as well. And of course, coming up. Next week, we have a big football showdown between Carlo and Leash to look forward to. So we'll be doing a bit of content around that as well. Check out our website, leftwingback.com. And as always, thanks to our partners, because without them, this would not be possible. That is Earth Spas, Railway Limited, PFD Travel, Polydon Motors, Murray's Bar, Balamurphy, and Detail, Menswear, Carlo. Until next time, take care.